This is the Saturate Podcast. Saturate is committed to seeing a gospel movement happen in North America and beyond, in which every man, woman, and child have a daily encounter with Jesus in word and deed. This podcast is an ongoing conversation with disciples and leaders growing in the gospel and growing in living the implications of the gospel in community and on mission. Welcome to the Saturate Podcast. I'm Brad Watson, and today I'm joined by Sunny Hillier from our Saturate team. Sunny lives in Bellevue, Washington. She's part of Doxa Church in Bellevue. And thanks for joining us today, Sunny. It's so great having you on the team. And then now, finally, on the podcast. Yeah, thanks, Brad. It's great to be here. I'm really excited to be joining you today. Just so everyone knows, uh, at Saturate, you oversee all of our communications, uh, the blog, our fundraising efforts, because Saturate is a nonprofit. Some people don't know that. So that's, that's <laughs> maybe that's a good tidbit to throw out there. And you also design a lot of our resource covers, including our brand new Lint Guide that's coming out today. Yep, exactly. That's what I do. And I'm pretty excited about this new Lent Guide. And... I know we've been talking about Lent a lot as a team, and we all know that you are a huge proponent of missional communities practicing Lent together and would love to just have you share why. Why is that? Yeah, I am. I'm a big fan of missional communities doing Lent. And I know that that for a lot of people has been strange. Uh, Even as we began rolling that out in Portland, we began making really clear efforts for communities to practice Lent together And we got all sorts of pushback in the beginning. And so, yeah, I'll explain why. Mm -hmm. It's actually a really good idea. I think one big piece is, uh, as Americans, we love to innovate and we love to plan and we love to create strategies. And then especially American Christians, we love to do that too. And and we want to kind of strip ourselves always of all the old traditions and the boring practices that we think tie people down. And we often think that freedom is found working yourself out of the box. And the missional community movement as a whole is a very innovative thing that that does break out of some traditions like church is an event or all it's about is getting more people. You know, some of this recent, like the last 50 years traditions and missional communities are kind of a new way of being the church. But the reality is actually as well that missional communities is an old way of doing church. So why do Lent? Are we Catholic? Are we losing our minds? Are we selling out to the pressures of tradition? Or have we just sort of lost our faith in the movement? And why are we going backwards to these old ways? These are all questions that people often asked me. And so I would say like to many Christians, these sorts of things like Lent seem like the antithesis of a decentralized missional movement. However, the reason I encourage people to do it is because we're a church structured around missional communities. It isn't a reaction or kind of a diversion from our strategy trying to pull people into this. It's actually really encouraging and uplifting to our decentralized missional movement. Um, the, The Christian calendar isn't in competition with missional community, but it actually helps us thrive, which so some people might sound pr- counterproductive. It's like, you mean you're going to read prayers and you're going to fast and you're going to focus on all these old themes of the Christian life? That's, you know, that's kind of holding people from the mission. But the answer for me is no, it focuses people on the gospel, these important themes of the gospel. It helps people 
practice their life with God. And it's so fruitful in building community and shaping how we live together uh, on mission. And Lent of all the seasons is probably the most potent in this way because it's a season of fasting, of confession, of prayer, of staring death in the face, suffering, lament, repentance, all of that is so in your face during Lent. And it's a time where we abstain from the food of this world to feast on our living hope. Uh, It's a season when we run from our distractions and toward the truth and worship Jesus and his sacrifice for us. And so this season really as a community, if, if you focus for six weeks on this, you would be thinking about the passion, the death, the sacrifice of Jesus for our sins every day, uh, sometimes hourly because we're so hungry. Uh, we're, we're doing that. We're thinking about Jesus and how, as we consider our own death, how Jesus died for us to raise us to life is just such a huge piece. So anyway, that's a lot about why I think it's so important, but but it really is, it can really shape a community into being a people that live the story of the gospel by taking chunks like six weeks to really press into the death of Jesus. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's such a beautiful way to describe it. Um, Lent can also help communities share life on life by making space for what matters most. Doing Lent as a community gives us the opportunity for our unity to increase around the gospel. Mm -hmm. Um, With our hearts turned towards the same truth and same themes, we experience a oneness that transcends our affinity or geography. Um, We all know the gospel creates a unified people expressed in love, forgiveness, grace, and sacrifice centered on Jesus. So following the seasons as a missional community can bind us together around that truth in a really unique way. That's a really great point because typically, you know, your community will only physically be in the same room a few times throughout each week. Work and family and like the busyness of the city usually drains all the other time that's available. However, like you're saying, you know, as you go throughout the city, we're always a community, always a family of God. And then the practice of Lent together kind of reinforces that unity, even as we're separate. Um, It provides that unifying experience because we're reading the same stuff. We're praying for the same things. We're all fasting together. Uh, It's a very binding experience for a short period of time just to grow together in the same direction. And so as you walk through the season of Lent together, your community's engagement will definitely move beyond, you know, like, how was your week? You know, whenever you see each other, but it'll actually move towards, man, how are you processing this lament thing, this repentance thing, this confession stuff? It'll move towards, what did you think of that passage that we all read on Wednesday? Or even the question becomes, how is fasting and praying? Which is, I think, just really different from, you know, how are you? Are you just sort of surviving? And so, anyway, I think that's that's a really big piece, and and you're right on there. Another kind of reason that we've pressed into Lent is thinking about it connecting us to church history, um, rooting us as a community in this deep family history. I can remember one of our uh, faithful leaders and and elders even in Portland, they were so, him and his wife and his family were just so good at reaching out and caring for people. And they were such a stark contrast to what everyone else had experienced 
with the church in their neighborhood that people began to call it Josh's religion. They'd say like, well, yeah, this is just Josh and Laurel's religion. They're doing this whole new thing. That's beautiful in some ways, but it's also kind of like concerning. It's like, oh, actually, you know, missional communities are not a new religion. It's an old faith. And we're actually walking in the footsteps of millions of saints from many, many centuries. And so Lent is a really good way of kind of rooting us in that big family history. And so while it might seem like it's a new religion, it actually gives us, Lent does, the opportunity to say, this is a really old practice and we haven't fully recreated the will wheel. We're just living in a long tradition of faithful saints. And so, yeah, I think that's, that's another really big piece. It also connects us just to millions of Christians today that are doing the exact same thing. I love the global unity picture there. Um, it keeps us grounded and humble and yeah, it just provides so many ways that we can kind of clarify the gospel to people that are watching us. That's so true. It is such a good reminder that we aren't the first ones to believe these things and to do these things, to sing these songs. I know our um, worship pastor here at Docs always reminds us that when we sing hymns, that, you know, people have sung these songs before us um, and oh, have walked yeah. through this thing. So it's such a good reminder. So someone listening might be thinking now, you know, I can see how this is a rich communal experience, but how is this also missional? Yeah, that's yeah, exactly because they're <laughs> missional communities, not just communities. Uh, it's actually, at least in my experience, it's a very attractive season to sojourners or people that are sort of journeying with our communities people who are big fans of the community that they see and are curious about the gospel that we believe. And Lent is really attractive to them. And this is why, uh, because people that are truly seeking spirituality and faith in their world come regularly with the same questions to Christianity and to even missional communities, which is what is Christianity all about? That's the normal question. Or what's the central message that Christianity has for the pain and the problems and suffering of my life and the world? That's probably like one of the main questions that gets asked of our communities all the time. And also we get asked, how does someone spiritually engage in Christianity? Like what are the practices? People, I can remember one of our really good friends who is a neighbor in Portland would often ask us just like, well, what does it look like? What do I do if I'm a Christian? Like, what are the practices? What is prayer? What is, you know, the singing together? So people, those are big questions that people have as they're exploring the faith. And so Lent is missional because it it explains all that through our lives, through like bodily actions. And there's clear ways that people can engage that and learn about the central message of Christianity for the pain and suffering in the world. Because Lent is about repentance. It's about examining death. It's about confession. It's about exploring our own confusion that we have. Like, God, you said all this was going to happen. And what you promised and what I'm experiencing doesn't seem right. Lent is exploring that. And then also Lent is exploring lament, uh, which is that we get to come to God. And what's crazy is, um, I think often we want to show people just the pretty side of Christianity. Like, look, I have so much hope and joy. But what I found is the Christian community's discussion or engagement in suffering and death and confusion 
is what's really attractive to many people uh, because it's a very real response. So while our society tries to medicate pain, it tries to distract ourselves uh, when we get confused, uh, we try to get angry and blame someone else. Christianity actually speaks truthfully and honestly about sin, about suffering, about pain. Uh, for example, the gospel makes us makes a way for us to lament to our creator, to the creator of the universe, instead of complaining to social media and to the void. And so when Christians are practicing Lent together in a missional community, and they have friends that are sort of journeying with them and looking in on what they're doing, um, and, or as Christians are just sharing their experience about Lent with their non-believing friends, uh, we're actually able to, to demonstrate that, that we have a greater hope and a greater foundation and even a deeper understanding of pain and death. So, so we don't even have to be afraid of inviting people who are curious into Lent. Uh, it offers so many practical inroads into the Christian life, like come and pray with us. Here are the scriptures that we're reading. You can fast too. You can come to a Good Friday service. And those are actually, to me at least, really wonderful opportunities to to demonstrate the gospel. I um, Just a quick story. Uh, we we're practicing and, and going through Lent as a family one year, and we were reading all of the, the stories about Jesus from the Jesus Storybook Bible leading up to Easter. And uh, my daughter, who was like four at the time, would be playing with her friends, and she would just be talking about death. Like, yeah, like, you know, Jesus dies, and he, he like... <laughs> And the, the parents were like, oh, my gosh, you're talking to your children about death? Like, she's only four. Don't you think that's so young? And we were able to talk to uh, her friend's parents and just be like, yeah, we talk about death actually kind of a lot as a family. They're like, <laughs> why would you talk about death a lot as a family? It's like, well, because we actually, you know, believe in Jesus who at the very center of our belief in Jesus is that he died so that we do not have to die and that we get to live forever. So, so we talk about death and life quite a bit. And that led to many more deep conversations, but Lent is actually pretty missional. That's all I'll say on that, maybe. <laughs> That's such a great perspective, Brad, and such a good story. So there are so many opportunities to speak of Jesus in the way that we practice Lent together. Also, while Lent does turn our hearts upward toward God, it also places us on mission in our cities. Lent can give a community a collective eye to the people around it, to the state of their city, to the community's need for the gospel. And as communities reflect on Christ's suffering and the forgiveness offered through his death, we can't help but notice the suffering, the abuse, the pain of others and how Christ came for them. So the suffering and the love of Jesus is for our friends, it's for our neighbors, and in the suffering in our city. Lent sends us, yeah. rooted in the gospel, to do the mission of God in our neighborhood, in our workplaces, and in our city. So um, obviously, we're coming to the conclusion that it's a good idea to engage Lent as a missional community. But Brad, can you share with us, how, how would we do that? Where would we start? Yeah, how would you do this? That's, that's, I always forget that part. It's important to make a plan. So make a plan with your community together. This might mean a week or so before Lent or in the very first week of Lent, you sit down with your community 
And as the leaders, you can explain, hey, this is what Lent is. This is what fasting is, and this is what it isn't. Uh, and then you can discuss your goals for this season together. You can even plan out, hey, this is what we want to do during Holy Week. This is what we want to do on a week-to-week basis to just press into the themes and the story of the gospel, Jesus' death and his suffering, and our own sin and how we can process repentance and forgiveness. So yeah, make a plan to start and have a conversation as a group. Uh, We have seen, or I have seen firsthand through my own leadership failures, you know, just sort of showing up and being like, all right, we're doing Lent. Everybody like jump on in. And that's when we got all these questions of like, what are we doing and why? So you'll want to have that kind of conversation with your community. Uh, Then the other thing I can't stress enough is just use a guide. Uh, Use some form of uh, community curriculum or study or something because it's probably new to you and it's probably new to the people in your community. And so you kind of need rails to run on. And ironically enough, today we're releasing a a Lent guide, a Saturate, and it's specifically designed for missional communities, uh, which is what I'm I'm really excited about. And it's called Living Through Dying. And it follows the six weeks of Lent, and it's rooted in the Psalms. So each week uh, you're reading a new Psalm and then as a group discussing uh, the key theme. So one week it talks about death, next week confusion, confession, anger, lament, and even praise uh, as you're reading Psalms and you discuss it and pray together. And I don't know, I think it's a really practical way for a community to engage in Lent and be centered on the mm-hmm. gospel and even outwardly looking towards mission. So I'm proud of it. I think it's going to be really helpful. Absolutely. I'm excited about the guide too. And I have something I want to share about the guide. But even before that, I'd also just say, like you said about making a plan to do it together, be prepared to have the conversation that we just had on this podcast, helping your community understand the connection Lent has to mission and to community. Everyone in your group might have a different background, different expectations or stories around Lent and liturgy and church history, whether they have a Catholic background or no background the church at all. And so I just say to come prepared to have that dialogue together as well to make sure everyone understands even the purpose and the meaning behind walking into that together. Another thing the guide provides is direction on how to pray together. And that's one of my favorite parts. So it really provides ways to pray with your focus on God, your community, and also mission. Um, And it talks about how to practice, like we've said, confession and lament and fasting, but really in the frames of prayer as well. And so how to do that together. So that's another thing that I really like. And like Brad said, we released it today. And so you're able to get that on our website right now. And I'm really excited for that to be in your hands. Yeah, I'm excited to hear how it goes. Uh, There are Mm -hmm. a few uh, resources just thought of that I definitely want us to mention. One is Page CXVI. The band has a really excellent Lint album. So you can download or Google that Page CXVI and uh, Lint and you'll find that album and it's really good. You can listen to it throughout the whole season and, and it really helps connect to to this theme in the season uh then the other thing is there's a really good book that provides daily readings uh so it's a whole bunch of essays and poems even from a lot of christians that are 
really, really old and dead and even, you know, contemporaries that are alive today. And the book is called Bread and Wine and it's from Plow Publishing and it covers Lent and Easter. So that's a pretty great resource to check out too. In addition to our Lent uh, missional community guide called Living Through Dying. And that concludes this episode of the Saturate podcast. Sunny, thanks for joining us. Glad we got to introduce you to the listeners. Thank you. As always, guys, give us a review or rating on whatever platform it is that you're listening to us on. And let us know if there are any other topics or issues you would like for us to engage. Uh, You can connect with us on Twitter or Instagram or Facebook and ask us questions and say, you got to do a podcast on this topic. That's actually how a lot of these episodes get made in in shape. So thanks for joining us, everybody. And we will talk and listen to each other soon. Today's podcast was edited by Ben Fort, and our theme music is written and performed by the band Mopac. Saturate's hope is to see one missional community for every 1,000 people in every city as we see the glory of God fill every person, every place, and every church. We participate in this vision by curating resources, training, coaching, consulting, and many more ways. Find out more at saturatetheworld.com.